Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. I appreciated Jack Deere talking about his own journey out of cessationism. So as the Hebrew and Greek professor at Dallas Theological Seminary, he really believed what he was taught and then what he taught the students initially, that the prophecy or the, the prophetic and the miracles and all the signs and wonders, those were really just in that first century. They were there to help establish doctrine. And we have doctrine now. We have the, the New Testament. And so as such, the miracles and such were no longer necessary. And at the time that seemed compelling to him and that was good. And then at some point, I forget what moment he had. Oh, I remember. So he, as an intellectual, as a PhD, he had, a, I think, a psychologist from Great Britain who he really admired, and he got to meet him at one point. And he said something, I don't know if it was like kind of dismissive or like, well, of course, those miracles don't happen anymore. And the psychologist was like, oh, yes, they do. And Jack was kind of like, <laughs> his world is now caving in. Oh, they do? And he said, but you haven't seen any outstanding miracles recently, have you? And the psychologist said, well, I don't know what you mean by outstanding miracles. I guess, I mean, I saw maybe a finger grow back or a bone lengthen, <laughs> something like that. You know, like, I don't know, is that outstanding? That was just the recent one. And at this point, Jack had to really, like, you can imagine how rocking of the foundation of his life this moment would be. So here's this person that he respects so deeply, who has just mentioned kind of offhand, like, oh, yeah, of course, I see those kind of miracles all the time. And Jack has to decide, is this man lying about this one part of his life? Or is the entire edifice of his educational background not, uh, are they wrong about what the scripture teaches and about how the Lord interacts with us today? So that's not an easy thing. And I appreciated so much the intellectual rigor with which he, I guess, approached this question. So he went back to the scripture and he reread all of the miracles. Oh, this is so beautiful. Ooh, thank you, Lord. So he went back and he reread all of the miracles that the Lord had done. And I guess probably both in the four gospels and in the book of Acts. And he maybe made a chart or made a list of both the miracles and why they were performed. And I think at some point he gave us the list, though I don't necessarily remember exactly all of the reasons. Sometimes the Lord obviously healed because of compassion. You know, like he, his compassion welled up within him. Probably sometimes because he was asked. Sometimes he healed just because the virtue went out from him. Sometimes he wanted to show off how powerful God is <laughs> uh, for maybe for the Father's glory. There's different reasons that are given. And I haven't gone and done the identical study, but basically he got to the end of that and he was like, huh, not a single one of these miracles was done in order to prove correct theology. And yet, so if that's the argument, like, well, now we have correct theology, so we don't need the miracles anymore. And yet, are we saying, if we subscribe to the cessationist viewpoint, that 
the Lord's character has changed because presumably the Lord is still full of compassion. He still wants to bring the Father glory. The The reasons why Jesus might heal in the first century actually seem like still really compelling reasons today in the 21st century. And so at that point, he just had to change theology and his life changed as a result as well. But I love this story because he went to the scriptures and he's like, what do the scriptures say about this miracles? What does it say about the signs and wonders? And, you know, today I think it's just beautiful to see where the signs and wonders show up in a special power. You know, the, ah, they often show up in places where the gospel is going for the first time. So we see a lot more maybe miracles, uh, like shocking miracles, you know, like, oh, and then this woman had four tumors fall out of her body and they, you know, fell into her hand or what. Okay, that's kind of crazy. But the, uh, that's, <laughs> that is beautiful because this is the Lord showing up in power to say, my power trumps whatever power you're afraid of in your village or in your community. And then in the West, maybe we don't need to have miraculous hearing of, or healing of, say, hearing loss. In many cases, we have hearing aids that at this point are so finely attuned. The technology is astonishing. I, one of my friends and clients is an audiologist, and just a little bit that I know about audiology and about hearing aids, they're so tiny, they're so accurate, they're so well attuned that they know instead of just kind of raising the sound level of everything, they actually can pick up on the important sounds most of the time. I mean, crazy, astonishing stuff that is such a gift to live in this generation. But that means that for the price of a few thousand dollars, we can get a miracle of healing. And I'm not saying that the Lord doesn't heal ears that are closed because he does. But the point is here in the States, we can go and get cataract surgery. We don't necessarily need to have miraculous prayer because there are no surgeons like there might be in many places around the globe. All of which is to say, the Lord loves to heal and he has compassion. And a lot of the ways that he heals are through the hands of surgeons and doctors. Thank God for all of the medical advances that have happened globally in the last 100, 200 years. But Lord, I just want to thank you that your heart is unchanged towards your people, that and not even towards your people, just like towards people. <laughs> the crowds that would come to you were not necessarily Jesus followers. They were just curious or they were needy. They were people who were desperate and hungry and needed what you carried and brought into the world. And so, Lord, I just want to say thank you for who you are. Thank you that your character doesn't change. Thank you, Lord, that the pages of the scripture don't talk about your miracles being there in order to affirm correct theology, but that you actually went through the world with a heart that could be broken, <laughs> with a heart of compassion toward those around you. Thank you, Lord, for how astonishing you are and how beautiful. We love you, Lord. Amen.